We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. It might be time today for some 90s gangster rap because it seems that Matt Gates went full on gangsta. He went Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg together and it was nothing but a G thing today in the house. It is absolutely official that Gates won this round. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy was removed today. Nobody really thought that it was going to happen, including McCarthy himself, who said, I will survive. Kind of reminds me of another song. Not one I like as much as G-Thang by Snoop and Dr. Dre. We got, to get, we got a lot to get into tonight, obviously that. We've also got to talk about the Trump trial going on in New York City and so much more. Joining me on this ride for, the t- for tonight, he's in a gangsta lean as always, laid back and a low rider. His low rider, though, is typically 13 feet long. I'm talking about DJ Carrot Sticks. It's Tuesday somewhere, <laughs> so you know what that means. Mm-hmm. It's Taco Tuesday! The only reason why I have a gangster lean is I only have one of my orthopedics in. <laughs> But I'm Tish. Carrot Sticks is funny, no matter what we're talking about. He's even willing to to make fun of himself as though he's got to wear the orthopedic shoes. Um, all right, listen, I'm I'm in a mood tonight. I got to tell y'all because honestly, I'm not even sure what to think. Matt Gates, when he dis- when he introduced this motion yesterday, he was asked whether or not he actually thought that that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy would be ousted. He said, and, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here, he said, this is an exercise to see who's in control, the Democrats or the Republicans, basically. And in other words, if, and if something's just an exercise, then, you know, you're kind of, that kind of indicates that you don't think it's actually going to be successful. And it absolutely was. And the reason why I'm kind of torn as to really whether or not this was a good thing or not is because the Democrats absolutely did join in with peeps like Congressman Bucks, uh, Buck, our man Biggs, who I had scheduled to come on the show tonight. They're in the middle of votes going on because this motion to vacate was actually a part of a series of votes that were taking place today. So they promise they're going to get back with us. So look for Congressman Biggs to come on and give his take on this uh, tomorrow or Thursday. This is absolutely historic. I want to begin by playing the clip that that actually makes it official where the announcement was made that the motion to vacate the chair officially passed. Sticks, if you can play that. On this vote, the yeas are 216. The nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Wow. I don't know if you guys, I would Google that clip because that dude swung that gavel so hard. I'm not even sure who that dude was. 
but he was hangry, man. I don't know if he needs a Snickers bar or a taco on this Taco Tuesday. That dude was angry, okay? And I've got so many questions. I've got questions as to why there's so much hang. Obviously, the Democrat Party joined in here because obviously the Democrat Party is seeing blood in the water, right? They see a Republican Party that's in disarray. They see a Republican Party that's that where the establishment are trying to choke out the MAGA conservatives like they did the Tea Party conservatives back in 2010 who gave control of the House of Representatives to the Republican Party who then crushed them marginalize them and squash them out, right? And that's what they're trying that's what they've been trying to do here through Kevin McCarthy. Oh, the Democrats are the Republican we're, we're, this is such chaos. The Republican Party what's with the chaos? What is Kevin McCarthy the only Republican? Is this what you're telling me Kevin Thomas Massey that Kevin McCarthy is the only Republican that could be speaker of the House? What an indictment of you and all the rest of the Republican members of Congress that you don't have an actual Republican conservative who actually stands on the principles for which the Republican Party is supposed to be about ready to step in and take over the job. Quite frankly, if we had had enough good Republicans like Jim Jordan who refused to do the job, Kevin McCarthy wouldn't have gotten anywhere near it. And he had no business getting anywhere near it. And one of the reasons why the Republican Party is upset today, the establishment, is because they don't want anybody truly conservative. And this exposes to Republican voters exactly how Marxist adjacent they all really are. I want to play another clip of Matt Gates where he says and describes why America deserves a better chair. It's the benefit of this country that we have a better Speaker of the House than Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy couldn't keep his word. He made an agreement in January regarding the way Washington would work, and he violated that agreement. We are $33 trillion in debt. We are facing $2.2 trillion annual deficits. We face a de-dollarization globally that will crush Americans, working class Americans. Kevin McCarthy is a feature of the swamp. He has risen to power by collecting special interest money and redistributing that money in exchange for favors. Uh, We are breaking the fever now, and we should elect a speaker who's better. You have to. Mm Mm-hmm. Boom, shakalaka. We're breaking the fever. We have to break the fever. McCarthy, the, he, he, after there was vote after vote after vote for McCarthy. The re, and, and let me back up, by the way, getting back to all these rounds of votes. Remember how he moved his crap into the office of speaker before there was a vote? That right there should tell you how deeply entrenched the Republican Party is into the uniparty system. And it was actually this motion to vacate. One of the reasons why it hasn't been done since like 1910 was because the Republican Party removed it as an option. And so so there was no teeth. There was no way to hold the Speaker of the House accountable for his actions. The only reason why Kevin McCarthy made it into the Speaker's position was because motion to vacate was put back in as a condition that if he does not fulfill his promises, he gets removed. He didn't fulfill his promises. 
He wants to blame the Senate for the fact that that uh, these 12 appropriation bills didn't pass through the House and didn't get signed because the Senate didn't do any. You're not in control of the Senate. Stop pointing fingers at the Senate. Do your job. You didn't do it. In January or February of 2023, he promised that he would impeach Mayorkas if the border wasn't secured. How many millions of illegals have come into the country since he made that promise? And he's done absolutely nothing, nothing about it. You look at what he has allowed in terms of the funding for the FBI, for Jack Smith to terrorize Americans through our court system, through our Department of Justice in this country. Don't tell me this is the best that we can do. And if this is the best that we can do as a Republican Party, then Matt Gates proved it. If this is the best that we can do, then, then we might as well burn the house down because what Matt Gates is talking about breaking the fever is this phony crap that we, that's been going on between these two parties, promising us the world on the campaign trail and delivering us freaking Beirut after the bombings. And we're sick of it. We're $30 trillion in debt. Victoria Sparks from Ukraine She's issued a statement yesterday that she was going to resign if there was not some kind of committee immediately done to end the debt crisis that we've got in this country. Either we break the fever now or this country is going to die. We're in the process of dying off. Oh, Representative Garcia says, oh, the the Republican Party is running with scissors. Oh, who wrote that line for you? I want to play that clip, Sticks. The single subject appropriation bills that we were supposed to be voting on this week will literally fight to reverse the darkness of these realities and fight inflation, cut spending, secure our border while enhancing our nation's security and investing in our soldiers at a meaningful level. But today, this body filled with people in fancy suits led by a few Republicans who are running with scissors and supported by Democrats (laughs) who have personal issues with the speaker (laughs) have uncertain intentions and even more uncertain goals. And they've decided to make today about drama, not about solving problems and helping our constituents, but about drama. We need to be the no drama option for America, this party, this majority. And I fear that this self-inflicted drama of today jeopardizes our majority and by definition removes the last layer of defense protecting America from this Biden administration. Layer of defense? Who are you kidding, man? Three girls were kidnapped and gang raped by an illegal gang member who came into this country. One of them 11 years old. We, we are looking at upwards of 10 million illegal aliens pouring through our country. And the Republican Party has had control of the purse strings and done nothing to stop it. Nothing. Don't tell me you're any kind of layer of defense. Oh, we're supposed to be voting next week on appropriations bills. Man, the whole point is you have this entire year to do it and you didn't. And there's nothing stopping the Republican Party from voting on appropriations bills. Do your job. Get together. Get a speaker voted for, one who's going to actually do what you promised to do, not come up with stupid little quips like running with scissors. That's not even analogous. Biggs didn't hurt himself with voting to remove McCarthy. Gates didn't hurt himself. That's what running with scissors means, you fool. I'm so sick of these, these quippy, lying, gaslighting gas bags like this Representative Garcia. I've had it. And personal issues, look, if you, it, that's where, where you just confirm what a communist adjacent, if not full-on communist lying uniparty hack you are, Garcia. If you've got a problem 
with this vote uh, vote to, to vacate the chair because you don't think the timing's right. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene said, she did, she wasn't on, on board with it because she felt like it wasn't going to solve the problem. That's an argument. That's an argument. What's not an argument is when you try to make it seem like, oh, it's personal. That's when you take up Democrat talking points. And that's when you prove to everybody who the real liars are. You're on board with the uniparty system that has left us defenseless to, defenseless to 10 million illegals coming across. You've done nothing. You want to talk about funding the military, investing in the military? What have you done to stop the funding of the military hiring transgenders, recruiting transgenders, using our taxpayer dollars to, to do surgeries on them at our expense, and they can't even go into combat? You've done nothing to shore up our security in this country with our U.S. military. Shut up about using our U.S. military and exploiting them for political points. I'm sick of all of you guys. I'm going to take a break, try to calm down, take a sip of my coconut-flavored liqueur, and bring it to Ted Harvey from PAC to Save the President and get his perspective on this when we come back. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Talking all things historic in terms of uh, this removal, motion to vacate the chair. Uh, speaker, uh, yeah, Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has been ousted. It absolutely is historic. Is this, uh, it, now it remains to be seen what the next steps are. Some people are saying that it is absolutely chaos. For the Republican Party going forward, it shouldn't be if they have one goal in mind, and that is to fulfill the the Republic what is supposed to be the Republican Party platform. I want to play a clip before we bring in Ted Harvey. I want to play a, a clip of Matt Gates saying it's not chaos to re- remove uh, McCarthy sticks. If you can play that, I don't think voting against Kevin McCarthy is chaos. I think thirty three trillion in debt is chaos. I think that facing a $2.2 trillion annual deficit is chaos. I think that not passing single-subject spending bills is chaos. I think the fact that we have been governed in this country since the mid-90s by continuing resolution and omnibus is chaos. Joining me now to discuss and give his reaction to that and all things surrounding the removal of Kevin McCarthy is Ted Harvey, chairman, committee to defeat the president, former Colorado state senator, and friend of mine, happy to have you with me tonight, Ted, on this historic day. Your thoughts? Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. This is a historic day. And um, I got to tell you, I never thought that uh, Congressman Getz would actually pull it off or be willing mm. to pull it off. It takes a lot of uh, guts, intestinal fortitude to stand up to your entire caucus and say, I'm going forward with my principles and my values, whether you like it or not. And um, he did. And he did it in, in articulately, forcefully, and made his case. And um, McCarthy lied to him on multiple bullet points that he agreed to when he became speaker. And the speaker didn't think that he would call his bluff. And I think it's admirable that um, the congressman stood up for his values and said, this is what you promised. You wouldn't be speaker if you didn't do this. And um, now you're going to have to pay the consequences. I've never seen a politician in Washington, D.C. be held accountable for lying to the American people. 
It's absolutely, it, that is historic. <laughs> You're right, Ted Harvey. It is a historic day. We've actually seen accountability. And you know what? As a Republican voter, uh, I, it's high time I get to see it. You know, we had so, yeah. they, they, what I was saying in either the open or uh, my second segment before I brought you in is it has been decades now of the Republican Party going on the campaign trail, make, promising the world and delivering Beirut after the bombings, right? I used to say Hoboken, but I don't want to offend New Jersey people. Um, but you know, um, they, and whether it was repeal and replace Obamacare, secure the border, they're saying, oh, you know, uh, Matt Gates is doing this. We could be securing the border. I mean, they've had, they've had years and years and years to secure the border. And there's much that the house could have done under McCarthy's leadership, uh, to like, like he promised back in February to impeach Mayorkas if they didn't secure the border. There's much he can do with the power of the pen and he, he's chosen to do absolutely none of it. And, and accountability as what has been missing at every branch and institution of our U.S. government for a long time now, whether it's accountability on our politicians and elected officials lying to the voters, lying on promises within their, their caucus, or whether it's no accountability for or um, the elites in D.C., they get, like Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Clapper, Brennan, and beyond, while the Department of Justice persecutes and prosecutes everyday Americans and Donald Trump. There's no accountability in D.C. for the elites. And to see actual accountability well, not to, and McCarthy— not to, mention the, not to mention the intelligence community that tried to implement yes. a coup against the seated president of the United States. Um, <laughs> there's yeah. no accountability for that either. And where are the Republicans on all of this? As, as Congressman Getz said, where you, you say you're doing oversight, where's the subpoena of Hunter Biden? Where is the yeah. subpoena uh, of Clapper and Brennan? Where, where's the um, accountability for all of these people that are completely corrupt in Washington, D.C., and the establishment um, in Congress is, is doing nothing to hold them accountable because – they don't want to be held accountable. They just want to continue to hold power and and stay in Washington, D.C. and see their face on television. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up um, uh, not subpoenaing Hunter Biden. I mean, James Comer came out today and said, oh, you know, he wouldn't vote for uh, to vacate the chair because, quote, there's plenty of, you know, grounds for plenty of blame to go around. And and and, you know, this is the same James Comer who's supposedly going to bring accountability in terms of oversight for the for um, uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And this impeachment inquiry is such a sham. Right. It's meant to kick the, the can down the road into the primary season. If they were really about accountability against Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, we would have with Comer and McCarthy, they would have already filed articles of impeachment. They wouldn't have wasted months of time going into to a primary year with an inquiry. They wouldn't have brought uh, a, a, a alleged law professor Jonathan Turley up there as the first witness to say there's no evidence of impeachment. Right. You're exactly right. And, and what about um, the, the promise to release the January 6th videotapes? McCarthy says that, yes, I did release it. I gave it to um, 
Tucker Carlson. I gave it to a few other people. That's not what the agreement was. The agreement was we would release it to the American people and let the American people decide what happened on that day. And they, they, the elite in Washington, D.C., and again, the intelligence community in Washington, D.C., says the American people, who are the bosses in this country, don't get to see what happened on that day and make their own decisions on who should be held accountable and who shouldn't be held accountable. I'm sorry. They don't get to make that decision. We do. That's All of that information, all of that video was done with cameras that the American people paid for. And we, as, as, the, as the owners of this country, should get to decide who of our employees should be held accountable for what happened on that day. Absolutely. We're talking to Chairman Committee to Defeat the President and former Colorado State Senator Ted Harvey. Can you guys, you listeners, can you see why Ted and I enjoyed being on a Newsmax panel together? They just didn't give us enough airtime. And we were a little too conservative for them at 7 a.m. I think we were. Weren't we, Ted? Yes, we were. Funny, I used to be on Fox News at least once a week, too, and and since January 6th, they've never had me back on Fox News. I I find that interesting. Well, not well. It's not that interesting if you real if you watch the recent debate and realize that uh, Dana Perino was uh, kissing up that big Hillary Clinton hiney uh, the week before the Clinton Global Initiative, uh, and that says everything because Dana Perino is still tight with the Bush family. That that was you know um, the the Uniparty, the establishment right there, laughing in our faces, the elites against the peasants. And if there's one thing that we needed to see is MAGA. The reason why the Uniparty and the uh, the rhino establishment is upset today is because what Gates did was fed the MAGA movement that they have been absolutely both parties trying to destroy. Am I wrong? Well, absolutely not. I mean, the, the, the MAGA movement is a, a movement of American citizens saying they've, they're sick and tired of what's going on in Washington, D.C. They yes. are it's not necessarily a Trump movement. Trump just happened to be the the guy who spoke their language and, and got in front of that train. But that train has been moving for, for years, if not decades. And the American people, I mean, going back to the Tea Party movement, um, have been saying enough is enough with the outrageous spending where you pass these omnibus bills. Nobody knows what's in it. And we continue to grow government and grow government up to the point where we're now in debt by $33 trillion and nobody's held accountable for it. Now, the MAGA movement is saying we're going to hold people accountable for it. And today was the first shot um, by Matt mm-hmm. Gates against, against that establishment in Washington, D.C. They could care less about you and me. Again, they look down their nose and say they're going to do whatever they want to do and never be held accountable. Absolutely. I mentioned the Tea Party earlier. They were successful in squashing the Tea Party movement for a large part, which was about taxed enough already. And speaking of taxes, I mean, you know, we've got inflation out of control. The Republican Party, in in part due to spending and printing money and, you know, um, supposedly this continuing resolution that they wanted to vote on Saturday, you know, had 20 percent spending cuts. I mean, like, really, I'm supposed to believe that. And uh, that's I, I don't believe that for a second. Um, speaking of Trump, I got to get your take on, um, what's going on with him, these courtrooms everywhere, the Republican party, what could they have been doing? You see him, this trial, this civil trial fraud case in New York, there's been no bank that's filed a complaint. There's no victim here. This is a communistic government deciding to persecute an American by seizing their business. Am I overstating it? 
Well, absolutely not. The, the attorney general ran on the fact that she would harass Donald Trump, not arrest him, not do anything but harass him. And this is not a criminal case. The fact that the attorney general is even bringing it up is laughable. Like you said, there is no crim- there is no victim of her so-called crime. Um, all of the banks were paid off of their loans. They didn't file a complaint. Um, and the banks that gave these loans, it's their job to do um, an assessment of value on the on the properties and see how much the properties are worth. I I worked in the mortgage business for 20 years. We never gave loans based on what the borrower said the property was. We all (laughs) went out there and bought paid paid an appraiser to go out and do an appraisal and tell us what the property market value of the property is worth before we would do a loan. And that's the way it works. And the fact that this Um, a government employee, this bureaucrat, thinks that the American people are so stupid that they don't understand that is laughable. And it's going to blow up in her face. And it already is when the judge threw out 80 percent of the cases because it already passed the statute of limitations. Um, I think it's going to blow back on the Democrats. And um, it should. All right. Uh, last question before I let you go. There's another debate coming up. Donald Trump is saying, you know, we don't need a third debate. Uh, nobody is able to make a dent, including Ron DeSantis, who has come out and said, you know, now he wouldn't even be VP. Um, what what should Ron DeSantis do? I mean, how do you see this going forward in terms of the primary for the Republican side? Well, I don't know if you saw, but I came out and had an article in the Washington Times last Friday endorsing President Trump and our PAC oh, endorsed no, President I didn't see Trump. That. We, are, we are 100% behind the president. Um, but I think uh, it was it was political suicide for DeSantis to get into the race. Um, he, I believe he is the best governor in the United States. I wanted him. I was his number one fan to be our nominee in 2028, um, just not in 2024. And um, he uh, it, I think the only reason why he's in it now is to be the get the, be the second place guy and be able to um, go into the 2028 election as the heir apparent. But I'm sorry, I think that the majority of the Trump base, the MAGA Republicans out there, will not forgive him for getting in the race. And he did commit I, political yeah. suicide the day he got into the race. I agree with you. Everybody needs to go to Washington Times and read that article. Follow Ted at Ted Harvey on X, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Ted Harvey, thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you. It's great to talk to you. Take care. You too, hon. You guys stay tuned. What happened to a D.C. congressman? We're going to share that story, the story of a crime in D.C. When we come back, don't go away. Andrea Kay. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Don't forget our podcast. Download it wherever you get your podcast. We've got a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. I'd love to hear from you guys as to whether or not you think this was a great move. Are you glad that we finally have some accountability for somebody, a person of tremendous power? The Speaker of the House is third in line for the presidency. That is of the greatest country in the history of the world. And this man took advantage, in my opinion, he took advantage of that tremendous position of power. He's been gaslighting, lying to us, 
promising, making promises to us, to members of Congress and to, and, and to caucuses like the Freedom Caucus and didn't deliver on them. And how much more? How much more time are we supposed to give them as the, as the debt continues to increase? As millions of illegals continue to pour into this country? As Donald Trump, a former president of the United States, as well as thousands of everyday, or at least 850 to 1,000 everyday Americans were dragged by the FBI and the Department of Justice over January 6th and thrown into gulags. We still have Americans that have been locked up in prison, cement prison cells with buckets for toilets that have been denied bail and denied any hearing. That's what's going on in the United States of America. It is past time for anybody to ask for more time. It is past time for excuses. I'm sick of McCarthy blaming the Senate. There's no excuse for Republicans blaming Matt Gates. If you want to come and say, you know what, I, I hear what you're saying, my man, my dude Gates. You're right. Kevin McCarthy hasn't fulfilled his promises. But at this point, we've got 45 days. Let's get together and get it done. I'm going to vote no because I'm concerned about the next 45 days. That's an argument because I'm not an expert. I, I don't know enough about the, the individual members. We have 218, I believe, and I don't know enough about them. I don't trust, but about two of them. Mark Levin is saying, oh, you know, Kevin McCarthy, he's the conservative one compared to Matt Gates. Um, Really? Matt Gates made a promise to file a motion to vacate, and he fulfilled the promise. Where has McCarthy been conservative? Because McCarthy supposedly was going to put forth some bill with 20% cuts that Matt Gates said he didn't want. No, if you watch Matt Gates arguing on the floor, a lot of the cuts supposedly that they were being promised were removed right in time for a vote. Too, much, too many shell games going on. There was, there's no reason for what, what is, instead of attacking Gates, you tell me why it was excusable for, for McCarthy to only put through four of the 12 appropriation spending, appropriation bills. Ralph Norman said he couldn't even get a vote on some of his amendments to, to the, to the spending bills. And Ralph Norman is a conservative, but he said he just didn't think it was the time for this vote. But the attacks on Matt Gates as personal, Mm, no. But I want to hear what you guys think about it. 844-814-5227. I think Matt Gates is right that it's time to rip off the Band-Aid. Look, the Republican Party still has control over the House. We, it doesn't have to be about the Democrats uh, taking control. If the Democrats take control, that's the Republican Party's fault, isn't it? Matt Gates was right. This is an exercise. One of the best things about the Trump presidency was what it exposed to the American people. And it exposed an entrenched deep state and an entrenched uniparty system that no matter who, like the, going back to the Tea Party, all these local grassroots people that got elected, all ready to go to D.C. and secure the border, repeal and replace Obamacare, and and all the things that the, the Tea Party candidates and the MAGA you know, candidates all wanted to deliver for the American people, all get stopped at the feet of Kevin McCarthy in the House and at the feet of Mitch McConnell in the Senate. He is the one that needs to answer to, to the American people and answer to Matt Gates. When McCarthy was asked about it, he laughed. Oh, he wasn't worried at all. Yeah. 
the Republican Party has an opportunity here to quickly. Oh, now they're worried about time on getting something passed. Give me a break. There's no the Republican Party has ample time to come together and get a speaker. Come on, Jim Jordan, you wouldn't do it before Byron Donalds. You wouldn't do, or Dan, Daniel, I can't remember. Is it Byron Daniel, Donalds or Daniels? Step up to the plate. Matt Gates has put a spotlight on every member of the House to show who they truly are. I hope you're paying attention, voters. I've got to shift gears. Speaking of D.C., a Texas congressman, I don't recognize his name here. Henry Cooler, I think his name is. He was carjacked at gunpoint in D.C., And, you know, all across the country in these Democrat-run cities, as we've got this crime wave happening, one of the things they're telling, one of the things that they're telling, I don't know what I opened there. One of the things that they're telling, like in Seattle, they've told car owners, just hand your keys over. Just hand your keys over to them, right? We saw, uh, I don't remember where it was, where we saw two, it was Las Vegas, where we saw two teenagers carjack steal a car, and literally intentionally run over a 64-year-old retired doctor on his bike, right? This crime wave has been crafted and manufactured and designed by Democrats. And then we had a Democrat Texas congressman get carjacked. Yeah, and his car got stolen. Uh, (laughs) Peter Ducey asked... Mophead about it today, Corrine Jean-Pierre, who she was going to blame for it happening in D.C. I got I, I to gotta get my man, my dude, to play this clip. The first follow-up would be, how are you going to blame Republicans for this? Isn't D.C. run by a bunch of Democrats? I'm going to speak to what the president has done, right? The president has been very, very straightforward about what he has done to make sure that communities are safe. American Rescue Plan, (laughs) not one Republican in Congress voted for it. Not one. There were billions of dollars in that plan, in in that act, to make sure communities across the country got funding so that they can indeed hire more police officers so that they can keep their communities safe. (laughs) She did it. He put her on the spot. How can you blame Democrats for this? Since I mean, how can you blame Republicans since this crime happened in in a Democrat controlled D.C.? Oh, well, the 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 president has put put forth big spending ideas to make communities safer. Uh, like what? Uh, um, Hmm, gee, um, hiring police officers. Are these the same police officers that if they try to arrest anybody are going to get uh, that are going to get thrown in jail themselves? Uh, but really what's causing this crime wave across the country, as she well knows, is this crime wave that has been designed by the Democrat Party is through no de- Nobel policies. Uh, policies like here in California that involve not being able to prosecute anybody. Just, just you know, we're just not going to prosecute anybody who steals up to $1,000. But it's mainly the Nobel policies. We've got, uh, on top of the fact that we've got George Soros appointed and elected uh, prosecutors across the country who have made it their point, made it their their plan to not prosecute 
certain individuals of certain skin colors because this is a form of reparations. This is about uh, social justice. This is about uh, uh, equal justice under the law, i.e. Uh, we're going to give shorter prison sentence, no bail policies, etc. for African-Americans, and therefore um, they are emboldened and enabled and encouraged to go out and commit crime across the country. When you have sheriffs all across the country telling people just hand your keys over, basically sending the message to young adults and teens, they don't have to go work at that fast food job to try to save up enough money for a car. They just got to come up even in gun control uh, Democrat cities and shove a gun in your face and you just hand them the keys. That's the new way to get a car today for teens. Hmm. Wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't you like to have that when you was a teen? Carrot sticks. Not really, because my, well, well, you're too nice. There's no way you would steal a car. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of this hour's Andrea K Show. Don't go away. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I haven't talked a whole lot about um, this Trump case in New York City. Um, but it, 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 the, these are, you know, I talked, well, we talked a little bit about uh, with the, uh, with Ted Harvey about this earlier. Basically, uh, this is a civil case of fraud. Uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James made it her mission when she was running for office uh, that she would get Trump. That should never be uh, uh, happen in the United States of America. That is literally communist, Stalinist, North Korea level tactics. The use of the courts. We we we're not going to apply the law. We're not going to. It used to be when people would run for these prosecutorial positions, it would be we're going to crack down on the murderers, the rapists. Uh, those are being brought in across the uh, you know um, the border, and you know carjackers and others are just you know and and people that assault you know Asian people and little people on the subway are put back out on the street. Now we've got prosecutors that are campaigning literally to persecute and prosecute Americans, not on the basis of crimes that. They they suspect or that they have probable cause showing that a crime has been been committed. But literally, we are going to dig and dig. We are going to use all the resources of the U.S. government to dig until we can bring this person to his knees. And they haven't been able to do it yet against Donald J. Trump. So they decided with no victims, as we talked about with Ted Harvey, to do this civil case. It's not a criminal case in a New York court alleging that he and his family members lied and misvalued basically trying to uh, their properties in order to get deals and if they were able to make that stick then what would likely happen would be there would be a conservatorship placed over the Trump enterprises and Donald Trump and his family would have no more control over their own businesses Donald J Trump started his business with a million dollars from his dad. That's a lot of money. A heck of a lot of money back when he started it. But he took that and he's the one who magnified it. He's the one that built that into a billion dollar global superstructure of a company. And to have the courts of the United States of America seek to take that from him just because they hate him politically is an abomination. And that's what's happening in the New York courts. And when Trump came out yesterday, we played the clip of him talking about the judge and he's just, it was an anger, 
a righteous indignation that I haven't seen. He is getting fed up, but he's not backing down, but he's fed up with what's happening. And we actually, and one of the reasons why I like that clip is because that's the Donald Trump that needs to get back into the White House. He misunderstood, he misread the extent of the deep state and what they were willing to do. That's why he too quickly decided not to pursue charges against Hillary Clinton. That's why he didn't fire Comey immediately. That's why he allowed Jeff Sessions to recuse himself. And he listened to the establishment Republicans, you know, to let the investigation, you know, all of that. He, he will never make those mistakes again. He, something else that he said when he came out of court yesterday was that uh, the statute of limitations had, had run out and he was mocked for it. He was mocked by Republicans for it. He was mocked by DeSantis, quote, influencers for it. Well, as Gateway Pundit is reporting today, uh, Miss Thing, New York Attorney General Letitia James herself left the courtroom um, so downtrodden, so hangjawed, as we say in the South, um, that she was too defeated to even speak to the press because the judge in this case, a longtime Democrat uh, supporter who's donated to nothing but Democrat causes over the years, did in fact toss out 80% of the case because of statute of limitations. They had accurately run out, as Trump decide, described yesterday. The transactions, and, and Attorney General James knew this. Think about that. Do we actually have a state attorney general who doesn't know when the stat, who, who actually brought a fraud claim and didn't know when the statute of limitations were? Is she that incompetent? Or was she just counting on abusing the court system? This is such prosecutorial misconduct. She knows when the statute of limitations are. In this case, these go back to 2014, which is 80% of the case. And that's just the statute of limitations. In fact, th- this case should have never been brought, as we talked about with Ted Harvey. No judge, uh, you know, um, there's no crime here. Nobody's complained. Uh, Trump, su- Trump in- in Enterprises successfully paid back all the loans. Uh, there's, there's no excuse for this. Um, we'll see what happens with the other 20% of the trials, uh, the other 20% of the charges, Um, A lawyer for Trump spoke and said, based on the judge's comments at the end of the trial, it would appear that he is agreeing that all the transactions that closed prior to 2014 are now out of the case. Um, Today, a judge did file a gag order against Trump because he came out and basically said the clerk of court uh, was (laughs) was Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) They want to put a gag on him because he's just too funny. He just nails him to he's he nails him like chip on fixer upper. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got another hour of the Andrea K show. Speaking of nailing it is Gary Quackenbush and he's going to be here with some more quacking the wacky laws. Stay tuned.